right, everybody, how is it going? This is Chatin here with me and I am Akash. Welcome to another episode of Music Mandir Podcast. We are on the 10th episode. We actually made it this far. So congrats to us too. Uh, unfortunately, our close friend and fellow podcaster Shravni is not going to be here today. She's got some stuff to deal with, which she's going to deal with and come back uh, in a while. She uh, has told us to carry on with her blessings. And uh, we just thought maybe because it's 10th episode and we usually uh, come really, really, really prepared uh, with like a bunch of artists every week. This time we just wanted to talk about uh, the artists that we actually have been following for years and years and years, if not decades. And the guys, and like, you know, here's the thing, right, by the way. Uh, the reason uh, I and Jatin know each other is because we were in a band together and we are in a band together in a way because he and I just sort of are songwriting partners in many ways. So, and, and, and we sort of, uh, like if, for anybody who thinks internet doesn't do anything great, like we, we met each other over uh, Instagram, uh, over a bunch of covers that Jatin had put out. And so, so it's only appropriate that we actually discuss some of our influences uh, today, or at least one or two major influences, or maybe at least one major influence, the kind of people who sort of, sort of uh, uh, inspired us to write songs. And uh, yeah, for the ones who actually tuned in to just check out new artists, uh, you guys can uh, you guys can skip this one because there isn't much going to be happening. We're just going to be fanboying on one or two artists today. Uh, it won't be long and it'll be over soon, but uh, at least it'll be fun. So, Jatin, what's up, man? It's all good, man. Uh, like you said, I thought, like, uh, you know, we just we just discussed some of the artists that have been, like, driving forces for us to, uh, you know, make music, at least for me, uh, for the past years. Uh, and one of the first things that me and Akash actually spoke about when we first met was, what kind of music do you listen to, you know, like, uh, and uh, immediately Akash mentioned a few artists and then I mentioned, and then that was all it took for us to, you know, kind of get in sync. And then suddenly we were like, okay, there's, there's some synergies here. And, yeah. yeah. And then we can, and immediately like, like the artist and the styles of music, it, it gives you like a reference. So like one of my favorite artists that was probably, anyone who knows me knows that I keep obsessing about them is, uh, is, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers as a band, but more primarily it's, it's the guitarist, John Frusciante, uh, who basically introduced me to crazy method of playing music, his philosophy of music, uh, uh, and the crazy other projects that, you know, he's been involved in and, Anyone who discovers music knows that at least the way I discovered music was I would, I would read about certain artists and then uh, there's always a section about which are the artists that influence the main artist. Main artist. And then through there, you'll be like, oh, who, who are these guys and who's this guy and who's that guy? And then you, you, know, you, you go down you know, the, the rabbit hole. But then John Frusciante was someone who, again, I, I stumbled onto his music because um, when you're listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you're listening to them as a band. And then there's just so much happening in the band. You have like a lyricist who sings in the most unconventional way a singer has ever sung, I feel. Uh, you have a bass player that's just... Uh, plays again, the bass like a lead guitar. 
who plays the bass like something like you've never heard you have a drummer who's like extremely tight tight good at what he does yeah then you have a guitar player and then uh, so listening to the actually peppers it's like you know you listen to their greatest hits and then i i started listening to them album wise and then what struck me to their music was how how different they always sounded uh through the albums of course but even through the songs uh one of the other reasons why you you can never set like a genre on the red hot chili peppers like you can't call them a funk band you can't call them a rock band you can't call them a pop band alternative rock maybe but it's it's insane and then uh, what i figured later through you know reading about them a lot was that this was uh constantly an approach that the guitarist took like you know in, in in terms of his guitar playing that they 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 had to change uh their style of playing and it was just it was just really interesting it was this it was this concept of how he would talk about uh you know like he would listen to only some kind of artists for long periods of time and then basically really deconstruct everything so there would be periods where he would listen this is john fushante uh, he would listen to artists like uh, like fleetwood mac and abba and pop stuff really like you know like just like really deconstructing the music and then through that you know they he would he would get inspired by some either uh, chordal changes or 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 lyrical melodies or production techniques or styles etc and then that would then transpose into like their music and this is of course him telling you know te- giving us these details much much later on which which is why now when you look at like their older albums it's inspired by like a fixed artist like almost like hip hop artists and then you listen to their later work and then it's inspired more by someone else but but what's important is like that constant push of trying to do something different and that's what i i absolutely love about the chili peppers because every every album that you listen to it keeps it keeps popping up these different ideas in your head like oh shit like you know there's there's, there's so much more rock influenced here and then their previous album would be there just there's so much this there's so much into like funk and like r&b and that's like that's been a constant for such a long time and i'm 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 just so super excited now that john fushante who had left the band in 2012 is like now like back. rejoining the band yeah he's back into the band and so like people are going mad like about how that is going to be knowing that you know the band's writing music right now and they'll be releasing an album like soon have you have you read scar tissue by anthony kiris yeah no 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 i haven't i haven't you haven't yet oh, what i what i've heard about that is that book is less about uh, like the band and their music per se but their experiences yeah. in touring in touring the world and the kind of energy that they feed off from like the crowds and and just like and and just how struck they are with uh, finding their music connecting to basically like everyone so they you'll have a 5 year old kid that's jumping to their music and then you have us and then you have like 50 year old 60 year old dudes uh, you know women like enjoying the music yeah so, it's it's insane they 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 to come across as a band that doesn't take itself too seriously like you know like on the surface of it like super funky always like uh, jumping around uh, mostly sort yeah. of working in that four like four people setup uh, you don't ever really sort of experimenting too much at least on the surface of it but uh, 
how actually complex the whole uh, approach is. I mean, I would I would say that how complex the approach is with regards to the instrumental section, uh, not so much from the Anthony yeah, Kiel's uh, side of things like, because he like keeps it one simple. of. Yeah, like no one of one of like my most favorite things ever is, uh, is is so when they're playing live, like between songs they'd have like these improvised jams. Yes. Uh, almost all the Chili Pepper uh, concerts have like an intro jam, uh, where it's just the bassist, the guitarist, and the drummer just just doing like mind blowing things, right? And it's like what. What gets me super excited is like just like listening to John Trushante play, and then the fact that he plays with like so much feeling as as compared to uh, technicality, uh, it just blows my mind. And then he talks about like what uh, what really like you know got me so interested in in his music was that he he constantly talks about the less is more approach, you know where. There were periods of times, uh, by periods I'm meaning like decades. So like there would be like a 10-year decade where like he constantly made an effort to play less. Like even though uh, like his skill level was there, like he could do an Eddie Val- Van Halen solo or a Jimmy Page style solo if he wanted to. But then not doing it, you know, I think there's, there's like a lot of beauty in that. Like 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 if you can do something, everyone wants to... You know, like, like play the best solo, like the solo from uh, other side. It's a very, yeah, very minimalist. Like... It's a very, very minimalist sort of a solo, right? Yeah, yeah. And and and, and if I'm not mistaken, the same decade as like a bit earlier, obviously, was uh, Blood Sugar's X Magic, where a solo like uh, like Give It Away comes out, right? Like, and yeah. Give It Away has got one of the weirdest solos I've ever heard. Yeah, it's got and, a reverse guitar playing. Yeah, on that. Uh, right. Yeah. And 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 and. Uh, and it's just, it sounds fucking insane, but uh, yeah, he's not playing like, too much there. Yeah. And I think that's what surprised people the most when say, for example, like their last studio album, like Stadium Arcadium came out and this is another monster album, right? I think it's got like 20 tracks or something. But there he plays and, solos like properly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. In, in, in Stadium Arcadium, it's, it's like a completely guitar focused where his solos are just you listen to it and you're like holy shit this is like stadium rock explosion yeah Yeah, yeah. explosion of like so this is where danny california and all of these solos Uh, where he's ripping right there's another one which got insane where where, uh, he goes clean it up johnny uh ready made yeah ready made ready made yeah Yeah. so it's it's here he's like and then people are like whoa like what the hell happened to this guy? Like, you yeah, know, like yeah. from someone who's played such minimalistic, it's not even minimalistic. It's like he, he's putting all the focus on probably the song or, you know, the kind of uh, process that he's in. And I think uh, it's, it, that drives completely from like, drives completely from him, uh, which is super cool. Yeah. There's uh, another one. There's another one. There's another one in that album. I remember. So it's, uh, it's called Storm in a Teacup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. another Remind another song. crazy, song, crazy yeah. guitar-driven song, right? Like a proper. 70s. I mean, all of them. Yeah, all of them are. But it's also like his his body of work, which is like super impressive. So like, I think after the tour of Californication, I think they they did a world tour for like a year and a half. This dude comes back. 
uh, and releases like uh, six albums in six months. Uh, it's and it's not even funny. So if you actually get into those albums, like each one of them have been like, like mind blowing for me. It's like literally like changed parts of me. Like listening to those albums because I don't know what it is, but uh, it's just something about his music that and you know, like like keeps it together for me. It's interesting. And this is we are just discussing uh, John Frusciante as the guitar player, right? And there's also yeah. John Frusciante who's a producer and who's also like an electronic musician. Like his oh, yeah. alter ego, so, like uh, uh, Trick Finger. Trick Finger. Yeah. He, uh, he, like, yeah. So another thing that just like blows my mind is how diverse he basically is. So like from, from rock guitar player, of course, during the rock guitar playing days, he was an excellent vocalist also. Oh, fuck like, yeah. Got, Anybody who's got one of the most this... a- angelic voices like, please, ever please, heard. Please, please check out his 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 vocal covers of, uh, uh, what's the beautiful ABBA song? Uh, the, uh, it's a DG song, How Deep Is Your Love. Oh yeah, How Deep Is Your Love. Yeah, so check out how he sings that. I mean, it's beautiful. And he sings Emily by... Uh, Simon and uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's just he's just covered everything. He he covers and it's it's really like transcendental, man. So it'll be like it, it, imagine like a concert. You play like like a heavy ass song, right? And like the sounds just wearing off, and then like John just walks to the mic, turns on his clean channel on a clean guitar, and then does does like uh, Tiny Dancer by Elton John. It's got like the whole crowd singing. And he does that only like for a minute. And uh, and then it, it ends and then boom, they're like back in. So he, he'd, he'd keep like doing like vocal covers like in the middle. He's uh, actually done full vocal albums also, right? One of his early ones when he was... Yeah, so like... The, RCP for the, the first time, yeah. Yeah, so... He, I mean, his story is like, it's phenomenal. also like he joined the Chili Peppers when he was 18. Uh, uh, that was right after like their previous guitarist had Hello died. Slovak. Yeah, who was another like huge influence on John Frusciate. And then uh, this dude uh, writes like the first album with them called Mother's Milk. That's decent. Uh, and Mother's then, Milk, and then, by the way, has, an, has a song in it uh, for the ones who... Who don't know? No, that's that's one. That's one. Obviously, there's another one yeah. over there called Pretty Little Ditty. Pretty Little yeah. Ditty is the sample that you guys hear on uh, uh, Butterfly by Crazy Town. Bang. Yeah. Bang. Bang. Yeah. Bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody thought yeah. that was like a Crazy Town thing, but actually it was sampled from uh, John Frusciante's playing. It's an instrumental. Check it out. Yeah. And. And then he obviously goes and they make, uh, uh, blood, then they sugar make sex blood sugar sex magic, which is like skyrockets them uh, to like infinity. And then he suddenly quits the band because like the fame is too much for him. Like mid tour, literally, he just quits the band uh, and then he gets replaced by Dave Navarro. Some beautiful playing Shai. on uh, Dave Navarro also actually on one. Oh Hot yeah, Hot. I mean the album that came yeah. after. Yeah. Some yeah. great songs. And then, yeah, very good songs. And then John Frusciante goes into like this whole drug zone. Uh, like, I, that's that's like the ugly side of it. So like for four or five years, guy almost like dies. Uh, uh, I don't know, he had to get like all of his teeth removed because of like heroin and all of that. And then uh, miraculously, 
quits drugs like one day in the morning, wakes up cold turkey, uh, goes to rehab and then is recovering, all of that stuff. By then, Dave Navarro is also, you know, like quitting the band. So the Chili Peppers come and ask this dude if he wants to come back. And then he's obviously like really happy. He joins the band and they make Californication, man, which is like, is like the greatest, like, I mean, sold like millions Damn. of records, number one. And I have like the vinyl record of Californication and you won't believe it, man. Like the joy that gives me like just listening to like the tracks. If if you actually go through like the track list, it's, it's crazy impressive, right? It's got like around the world. It's got scar tissue. It's got Californication. It's called road tripping. It's called, it's got porcelain. It's got, I like dirt. I like, I like dirt. It's got, uh, parallel universe i mean it's it's just like hit after hit after hit after hit right and like it's one of the most enjoyable albums and then like every two three years like californication and then came by the Uh, way and came stadium arcade and by the way is like i mean what an album that is just like gorgeous album man like the 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 different kinds of styles and influences incorporated in that album it's, it just like blows my mind. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's got the. It's got. It's got some great songs actually for the ones who are listening. I mean, you should try songs. You should start out with this. There's a song called "Fortune Faded," in by the way. Yeah. And then yeah. there's another one called uh, "Venice Queen." Probably one Venice of the Queen, most, yeah. one of the most underrated uh, RSCP songs actually. It's called well. "Don't Forget Me," which is yeah. like the most for Kurt Cobain. Yeah, live live performed song like ever. Another like thing that always gets me off on like John Fushante is like when he plays live, right? Uh, all of his solos are like it's always something different. Like yeah. Californication, for example, has like the most uh, it has like the most unique solo, and like everyone's probably heard it at some point in their life. But if you go to any live video of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers play, like the solo is different. It just, Pe- it just people have you. people have preferences about his uh, like you know live solo. Like which one do you like the most? Like I like the Rock and Ring one. Okay, which one do you like the most? Like oh, I like the Slain Castle. I mean, yeah. For me, it's like it's all of them, and some of them are just like so out there. Like you know, you just never forget. You you'd never imagine. Like I mean, he's he's just like a supremely creative guitar player. And it, that that just excites the hell out of me because, like, as a guitar player, you you kind of uh, you kind of appreciate the fact that he does improv so effortlessly. Yeah. And of course, he's a master of his craft and puts in like probably like a lot of time into his playing. But but the way he translates that is just it's amazing. And like this, you're you're the crazy part so when he quits in 2012 uh, he dives into this completely electronic like genre which is uh, trick finger just, uh, trick finger also came like a little later but he basically says that listen it's been my dream to like play electronic music and he doesn't play electronic music like normal people play electronic music like he gets into some acid pop synth I don't know, like avant-garde, jungle. I, I have heard, rock. yeah, I have a lot of, I've heard a lot of that stuff actually. It's uh... And like, yeah, I mean, when I heard it, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I wasn't able to comprehend like music. And then he came out with a statement like many years later, uh, which again blew my mind was that 
people's perception of music so he, his concept is he's not making music actively for other people to consume right so he's like when you make music you need to make it with like a higher purpose because if if you were making music for someone else uh, you'd always be conflicted in what you know they expected are they satisfied are they not satisfied and he used really interesting like anagrams like he said like like the world wasn't ready for jimi hendrix like you know like 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 when jimi hendrix put out his album it's not like the world had heard anything like that before but he put it out there or when the beatles made uh, what is that sergeant pepper when the beatles made sergeant pepper it was like uh, they just they, they just made it for i mean themselves but like no one expected music like that and he's like that's that's how i look at music like you can't create music uh, uh for people in, in any kind of expectation it has to it has to be what it is and you should be fearless in making that and then releasing it without i mean that that was his point of view and it's it's a tough point of view to have because obviously as a music creator you're you're, you're always constantly thinking about oh are they going to like it is is my girlfriend going to like it is is he going to like it i mean that's like the first thing that comes to mind right like i i i know like when i share music with people also i'm always subconsciously thinking oh i hope they don't think i'm too weird or like i don't want to share like like a pop like a kerry perry song uh you know because i'm like a, in, in the back of my head someone some good songs like, by the way kitty berry is some really good songs yeah i mean i just gave an example but i used to be a huge fan of janet jackson still i am sort wow. of uh, uh but then you know like so that again made me think of like you know how how you should approach music like you know people are always you have to break certain barriers internally first to get comfortable uh, first you should get comfortable with the fact that not everyone's gonna like your music uh and then it makes you think about what were these guys thinking of when you know like when john lennon was writing imagine uh or 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 whatever like you know like are, are they thinking like oh shit i hope i get 50 million views on youtube or i hope <laughs> or, or i hope this song uh, goes platinum or whatever goes platinum or I don't think they are man I think they just they you know it's just they're just vibing yeah there's something vibing, also very yeah. interesting uh, that Prashanti said I think uh, one of his interviews where he's like uh, I don't make the music I am just a medium for the music like it just comes from somewhere else he yeah he has that he's he has like lost, this... lost control of the music right like it's just coming through him so he doesn't get to choose uh where it's uh, where it's uh, you know where it's coming from and like you know whether it has commercial viability or is just going to put it up on yeah. soundcloud like the almighty tapes which are some of my favorite music oh, yeah. uh, by yeah. john frusciante which is the kind of stuff anybody should check out if you are listening to this at yeah. this point if you are so deep into the podcast then you have to check out the almighty tapes we probably link it we probably, probably link, link it yeah 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 with some of the best music that uh, frusciante has put out in a solo capacity it's just it's just weird i think yeah what blows our mind the most is that that's just not the trajectory you would imagine like a hardcore guitarist to take right and then i just i'm not saying like what he's doing is like the best thing and everyone should do that right but i'm just saying is that like his constant push and his constant drive for completely flipping something mastering that uh 
I think that's that's exciting, man. I think like uh, creativity, it it kind of fuels him because if he's, I understand why people can get boxed into you know certain categories or genre based styles and whatever. I don't know. I you know, it's it's a complicated thing, but this guy just does it with with so much passion and so much humility that it 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 kind of clicks, man, and. Uh, even after he turned like completely electronic, he put out like some really weird stuff. Okay. Like for almost two or three years, I remember I was so depressed because like John Frusciante was like this idol of mine. Uh, and I was like, I used to copy, like I still do like, like copy, like everything of like what he's done. And then he starts putting out these electronic albums, which are making like no sense to me. Right. It's like one of the most like, uh, difficult to listen to music I've ever heard. Uh, it's offbeat, like the drums are not matching. You have like some weird synth noises. You don't know what's happening. And then he, you know, he talks about jungle influences and acid synth and pop or whatever that is. But it was just so difficult to listen to. Uh, I remember he, he released one track on, on like YouTube and it was like four minutes of only static noise. <laughs> it was just static noise. Uh, of course, he didn't release it like officially, but someone... And the crazy thing is, John Frusciante has like this really passionate uh, kind of like audience, like really obsessed, crazy people, like me being one of them. So like the communities are like really wholesome. So every, every time like some some release of John Frusciante is there, someone's leaked it, someone's uploaded it. But I remember like when this track came out, I don't even know if it's still on. Like. Like people were commenting saying like being a Frushante fan for like 10 years, but this is really awful. <laughs> like, and you know, other things like this is like really difficult to listen to. And then there'll be like a couple of comments. You guys got to let him do what he's going to do, man. Yeah. 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 But uh, it was, it was weird, man. And then, uh, he still continued. So he, uh, was a big fan of, uh, uh, there's this, uh, EDM, uh, producer artist called Venetian snares okay. uh, and he's also like a big fan of uh, what is that really famous uh, techno uh, affix artist twin. affix twin yeah affix twin and uh, you know he would he would talk about being really influenced by them and and then of course you like you listen right like like if you have youtube you start listening to some of some of these artists and it's just really cool that you know he is driven by that and and then he, 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 he started picking up on a lot of using only analog equipment, using four tracks, eight tracks, programming drums uh, by himself, stuff like that. Uh, and then now, I think like a few weeks back, he released like uh, another electronic album called uh, Maya, which he uh, dedicated to his cat. It's basically his cat who died. And then he says like this cat used to like love make love listening to the music I used to make and was like a big uh, part of the stadium arcadium days, but also like most of the electronic albums that he made after that, apparently this cat used to go and uh, like go inside his speakers and like sit when this guy was making all these weird songs. So like he released this album EP and dedicated it to his cat. It was pretty cool. But I'm like, I'm, I'm super excited about him joining like, the Red again. I think like uh, I'll probably travel to Europe, man, once this COVID thing gets out because I have to listen to him like live because 
like i think like the real energy of like the red hot chili peppers is 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 like when they're playing live cuz it's so ridiculous like the amount of things that are happening so it's insane, that, that, yeah. that's where that's where we started the episode actually that uh, prushante has <laughs> prushante has joined back uh, the chili peppers and yeah it seems to me that's 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 where we are going to be Uh, it's you I, I still remember uh, I still remember uh, you sharing the news with me uh, yeah. when when the red hot chili peppers announced that prushante was was joining back and uh, i obviously like wasn't believing it i thought it was a hoax but it was also like the next day uh, of uh, the u2 concert that happened in mumbai and i was i was there i just woken up in the morning i checked my phone and i think like four or five people had like sent me the same message saying that dude because i i keep talking about fushante like everywhere and then i saw it and then i was like dude that can't be true man that just can't be true but i was i was i was blown away man the fact that like he joined back this entire period like i've just been uh so many things that i've done have have been taking snippets of inspiration or even uh yeah. there is there is a there is a song by you which i think sometimes sounds a lot like uh, the, the solo at least sounds a lot like what a frushante solo would be like trying to be nice to you uh the oh, yeah. solo i think you should link that uh, to the yeah maybe <laughs> yeah, no, you should you should, you should. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small song it's a, it's a fantastic power packed song i think and uh, it's got that solo in the end which sounds like something like out of uh, something influenced like yeah, a tiny california uh, no not sort of stadium arcadium uh, b sides sort of a thing and yeah i think like a lot it, uh, like a lot of things that i do uh, is like anyone who's also heard prushanti i think they they immediately you know kind of figure out where i'm stealing things exactly. from exactly But yeah, man, like like Frusciante is one of definitely one of those guys who've like really made a difference, like musically. Uh, one of to me, one of one of my favorite songs uh, by my one of my favorite bands, Radiohead, is a song called "The Reckoner," and that yeah, is yeah. directly influenced by uh, John Frusciante's playing. Like this is oh, Tom really? York, Tom York going on record and saying, "I just wanted to emulate John Frusciante." <laughs> and but yeah. that, that that that's 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 a that's an influence i want to talk about sometime later in one of the other episodes uh yeah yeah because these two bands also work very closely sometimes with each other and uh, we are going to talk about uh other guys like that uh having said that today we have done a good i think 35 40 minutes of just yeah uh, yeah yeah of just uh, fanboying <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think like it, it was. I think it it plays a big role because uh, that's the kind of shit that drives you. Yeah, and 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 all of these things are like are, are so connected, right? I remember, uh, uh, like me being like such a fanboy. I'd I'd written like this article uh, on John Frusciante and the music of of Frusciante, like back when I was in hostel. I think because this has been such an integral part of of my life. i'd written on something called i i think the article is called frushantism and it 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 claims like there is a religion of john frushante and everyone but then i i what 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 excites me most is like uh, towards the end i wrote something like uh, uh it's always cool to have a god uh not necessarily uh 
you know one 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 that's dead uh, i believe in having a god that's that's alive because it at least shows you uh, that you can get inspired right like i think like the duty of god should like kind of inspire you to do something of of your own rather than something that's that's just done and open to interpretation and then millions of people interpret it in all kinds of like stupid ways and then you don't know which one to follow and then you might i mean for me like watching john pushande play and doing some things is 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 so much more of an inspiration directly so that like he's there he's doing it right like there's there, there's no magic there there's no there's no confusion and then i can emulate that i can get inspired and then i can actually create something like fresh and something good and uh, as, and and crazily like that article got like a lot of love from like from portugal and brazil because apparently there's like a huge following of john fushandi yeah they've got and, some of the biggest uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yeah south yeah. south america so i had like bunch of people all com- like commenting in 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 spanish and portuguese and it was cool but yeah that's that that's that's what it is like it's uh, i i had to like make this episode because there very few artists like that for me right like that just uh, that really made like like a positive impact in in the way i see a lot of things uh i had this joke once saying that i've learned more from a guitar than from like any teacher i've ever had uh and there's there was like i i think i said that in my college i think and like some teachers got a little upset but then the point was that i genuinely have like you know uh playing the guitar teaches you some some things like you can't play stairway to heaven in like a week like even if you, even if you paid like the biggest even if you paid money yeah there's no shortcuts to that there's no shortcuts yeah you you just you just can't like you you can't you, you can't do anything about it it's like you have to struggle 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 hit the strings fingers bleed cry weep leave the guitar go back to it cry some more and It's then eventually. you get it then you get it and then that that's it, that, it, that's yeah that's another band i want to talk about sometime with you yeah and then that's that that lights like a bulb in you saying that listen got to put the effort it man. can be done yeah it can be done yeah, you just have it, to you just have to get your shit together and you know just uh just just do it like there's there's, there's like no shortcut and i think like uh, one of the biggest lessons i've ever learned fuck that yeah That's, that's as good a place to end yeah this episode it, it slightly went like philosophical and stuff but no but we sort of keep it uh, we we keep it we keep it to the point most of the time and this is one of the reasons i wanted to do this uh, episode with you was also sort of uh, get you talking about uh, your main influences i we are going to come back guys and uh, we are going to come back with uh, uh more of these every once in a few days every once in a few weeks actually we don't want to be doing it all the time but every once in a while we just want to talk take some time out and talk about the people who have influenced us to play music inspired us to uh, do what we do and the way we do it and the philosophy underlying philosophy of uh, overall the this 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 art uh, that we love so much just music and uh, apart from that uh, thank you so much people for tuning in uh, and uh, please check out we're going to put in the links uh, in the description so check out some of fushandi's yeah. music if you haven't already if you have i mean uh, you're already a friend then and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, signing off from my end 
and that's uh, Jatin. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that. That's about it from my side. Also, see you guys. Nice uh, see you guys next week. See you guys. We left Shravni back the on the podcast, episode. and uh, we will review some more music. So, stay safe and have a nice 